Let's do this. So should we like three, two, one, and then hand clap? <laughs> we, I guess we could. I guess, <laughs> like you have the uh, movie board. Yeah, that seems like it makes the most sense. I like. I it. can actually see you. You could clap, but that won't help us to sync later. Doesn't matter. Clap. That didn't help. So we have to imagine nifty theme music playing, right? Before or after? Okay. Is is this the show? This is the show. This is the show. This isn't the show. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to the pilot episode of Backers, a periodic podcast where we explore the most compelling campaigns in a random category on Kickstarter and each pick one and only one campaign to back. We are your hosts, Brian Dupuy and Chris Rump, and this week we're talking about, well, what the heck is it we're doing here? Chris, how's it going, buddy? It's good, Brian, man. I'm happy to be here. Um, yes. It's we we finally did it. We did it. We're recording. This is this is actually happening after, uh, I guess we have to explain, we've been talking about doing a podcast now for, oh, would you say three months or so? At least. Yeah. Uh, and bouncing ideas around and seeing what stuck and backers felt like the most compelling idea that we had. So here we are, gathered around the microphones on a Thursday evening. Your baby's in bed. You've got water next to you. You're ready to do this. I've got a beer. I think we're we're podcasting. <laughs> I think this is it, man. This is how you do it. Yeah, so, Kickstarter. Do we just assume everyone knows what Kickstarter is? Should we explain it? Should we give the, the elevator pitch, or how do we work that? Yeah, it seems like uh, we might want to go over it. I don't know. Maybe we're going to draw <laughs> in a new legion of Kickstarter followers here. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I actually brought up their site to just kind of get a feel for how they sell themselves. So let's read the, the, the 20 second intro. Kickstarter helps artists, musicians, filmmakers, designers, and other creators find the resources and support read money. That's my little insert there. They need to make their ideas a reality to date. Tens of thousands of creative products, big and small have come to life with the support of the Kickstarter community. And that's where we come in. We figure, um, we find cool things, we discuss them, we back them, we make cool things happen. Um, have you personally done Kickstarters before? Yeah, I have. How many? I wouldn't say I'm like a, uh, I mean, I've done, I've done a number. Are you a <laughs> connoisseur? Yes. Um, I-, <laughs> I actually pulled up the Kickstarter page too, just to look back through all the projects that I backed. Yeah. How many um, you got? Let me see. Does it give a total count? Eight. So that's not eight. a huge number, but eight. No, you got me beat by two though. Okay. So I'm the I expert. Have six. Now, did we start at the same place? I'm really curious about this. You know, we might have. Yeah. Did you swaddle your privates in American-made Supima cotton? And I still do. I do too. Yeah. So, yeah. When was this? Does it say? Yeah. Estimated delivery of June 2012 from Flint and Tinder Premium Men's Underwear. They. Um, it's funny when I first saw this Kickstarter campaign. I don't know whether we discussed it together. I guess we must have. But it was one of those things where it was just like, I know this is going to jump right onto Chris's happy place. <laughs> you it know just me so seemed, well. Yeah. It just seemed tailor-made. Uh, my happy place, literally. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> um, we'll get back to that later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the other show. <laughs> yeah, that's a different show. But uh, yeah, so their shtick was... We want to bring American manufacturing back. We want to make cool stuff. Uh, we want to make it out of American cotton, the best cotton in the world. And man, did they sell it. 
So yeah. we backed it. And we got we got underwear out of it. And you know, they actually delivered, as I remember, kind of like on time. You yeah. hear all these horror stories about people backing things on Kickstarter and they never come to fruition. I, maybe we'll get around to it too. Like maybe you had some of those right, yeah. situations. I, but yeah, I, this one, like as a first time experience, you know, like it's like I threw in, spent yep. whatever it was, $36 to back three pairs of boxer shorts <laughs> um, or boxer briefs as it was. And yep. they delivered, man, and they delivered a fine product. So yep. kudos to Flint and Tinder. Yeah, I actually still have my undies. And and my wife bought me three more for Christmas that year. So, yeah, uh, I had heard the horror stories. You continue to hear horror stories of how Kickstarter backers get absolutely reamed and screwed and lose their money. And uh, if I recall correctly, Kickstarter had to change their terms of service to um, put some more guarantees or at least words around guarantees that uh, campaigns would produce something at the end of the day with your money. Um, but for me, I've had great luck. I've backed six things and I've really only had one that so far hasn't produced anything. That doesn't mean they won't ever, but, uh, so far nothing. Um, but five out of six is a pretty doggone good, uh, record, I think. Yeah, that's not bad odds. I, um, the second thing I backed, so maybe I've really only backed seven things. Like the second <laughs> one was when Penny Arcade did a Kickstarter. Oh yeah. Penny Arcade sells out. And I can't even remember like what it was that they were really like going for, but you just you, bought in. I did. I threw in a dollar just, just yeah. to say, you know, I support what those guys are doing over there. I've sure. kind of read their comics for a long time. Um, just, yeah, I love their writing styles, love their art styles. So it was like, you know what? just toss them a buck just yep. because I wanted to say I was a part of it. Yep. And that's a large part of it. Uh, that's the kind of one of the interesting things I think about Kickstarter is they have different levels that you can get. And often there's just the $1 token. Hey guys, I think your idea has merit. I'm going to toss you a little bit of cash. Best of luck to you. And I might get what your name on a website somewhere or something. Um, yeah, I think Mike was supposed to, uh, or Gabe from Penny Arcade was supposed to shout out my name as he chased a duck. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> and you have I, no I, idea whether that ever, that yeah, ever happened? I actually never, never followed up on that. Yeah, they yeah. could have recorded it, I suppose. Are you talking about in-game or in real life? I think in real life they were going to film in the real video. Life. And here we are like five years later. I should probably follow up on that and see, you know, make sure I got my dollar worth. Somewhere Mike is shouting at a duck. He's with probably, your name, yeah, I like the, that. Yeah, with all the backers they had, he's probably still shouting at ducks. Yeah, have you had? Have you backed anything that was like truly awful? Like you got it and had backer regret? I don't think so. Kind of looking through the list. So the, the third thing I backed was um, also back from 2012 was the S filter, which is a reusable coffee filter for the AeroPress. For the AeroPress, oh. yeah. So it was a stainless steel filter. Yes. We're so, big uh, AeroPress fans, by the way, folks. Yeah, for all the beautiful one, listeners out there, we both uh, what yeah. bow at the feet of the AeroPress to make our <laughs> coffee. In fact, we we do we sing its praises every morning as we make yep coffee in unison in union. It is truth. Yeah, uh, um, they're not sponsors, by the way. Although, if they're interested, yeah, this week's episode brought to you by, by AeroPress. Aerobi. Yeah. <laughs> You know they're made by the people that make Aerobi, right? The, I do the, know that. The flying disc, yeah. It's the same company. I was company. blown away when I heard that. Yeah, it's a very bizarre little... I, I don't know how they're in both businesses, but they're both successful, apparently. So I had one... 
I guess I would call it a dud. Um, and I really, I don't think I want to call him out by name, but this was a, yet I think, another. I think you should shame them. I don't want to shame <laughs> them. I feel bad because I'm sure they're proud of this. They produced it. It came out. I got it. So it's not a dud from that regard. Oh, okay. I thought but, you were just talking about like a total non-delivery. No, 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 no. They delivered. They had, uh, there was a lot of drama involved in the, in the production of this item. If this was another coffee extraction device that, um, Again, I could see it climbing up on your happy place again that, that you would be like, oh, yes, I need to back this. But it, it was another in the line of a better mousetrap for coffee, right? They had their shtick on how they were going to produce coffee. And I bought in and, and backed it. And they had their setbacks during production where they had to go back and redesign. And then they had... Uh, to go and find a different manufacturer in China because they one that they found wouldn't do something appropriately or couldn't work with the type of glass that they needed. And it was, it was just full of thing after thing. And so it finally showed up and I was so excited. I broke it out. I cleaned it. I made a cup of coffee and it took me like 20 minutes to clean the damn thing. <laughs> it was <laughs> the least convenient thing. Like, you know how the AeroPress, we're going to sell it again. The AeroPress, to clean it, you pop the bottom off, you pop the puck, you rinse it, you put it away. You're done. It's a five-second deal. Not Even only that, there, there's press, satisfaction in popping out that puck it at is. the bottom. It's a very satisfying feeling. But this thing, even a French press, you know, you kind of dump out the grinds and it makes kind of an ungodly mess everywhere. You rinse out the grinds. You have to unscrew everything. Even that was a superior method of extracting coffee and cleaning it up. This thing had so many moving parts that fit together in such a chintzy, very picky way. I actually couldn't remember the order that they went back together. I had to look up the directions because it was that unobvious. And it was just, I uh, I think it went to Goodwill and some poor soul probably has it in their kitchen and is cursing it as we speak, but... That was really the only dud that I've had. Yeah, I've backed several games. Uh, Project Gianna was a game that I, I backed that eventually turned into an Xbox Live and I think PSN um, arcade type of game. That was a really fun little platformer with a, an interesting vibe. Uh, I backed a card game, Zeppelin Attack. Did you get in on that? Yeah, man. That's right. Yeah, I, I bought the. Uh, yeah, yeah. I rode you were back on that. You one. rode rode in, so we ended up with a with a fairly interesting little card game, and I got another uh, card slash board game called Don't Turn Your Back that uh, I'm ashamed to say has uh, arrived, and it looks really nice, and it has sat on my shelf ever since unplayed. I've never even really read the instructions yet. So, but I've had really good luck with Kickstarter. I've rarely. Like like I said, there's the one delivered half dud that I n- really wasn't pleased with, and then one game that still hasn't actually come to fruition uh, from 2013. So I hold out hope that I will get something out of it, but so far it hasn't come to pass. Wait, wait how long has it been? It's uh, 2000, I think I backed it in 2013. Yeah, I love it, man. <laughs> it's keep still that, coming. Keep that torch burning. Yeah, it's still coming. I know they're going to deliver something. It uh-huh. has to. Um, do you have any favorites of uh, things that you've backed? Anything that really stands out? I mean, that S-filter for the AeroPress served me well. 
Um, <laughs> it did. Like that was a great little thing. I think I remember um, whenever that one came about. I really do. I didn't buy in. Yeah, I, I think since then there have been a lot of other stainless steel reusable filters for the AeroPress. Yeah, which kind of save you from having to buy the paper filters over and over again. But I, let me let me interject. We're on an AeroPress kick again. I don't feel like you get the same satisfaction of cleanup whenever you have the reusable filter because you can't just pop it out without regard to anything. You have to carefully take the filter off. Then you get the joy of popping out the grind puck, right? Yeah, and you have to take it apart so carefully because you've got that stainless filter. I don't think and it's to try worth it. And, yeah, to try and pull that off without disturbing any of the compressed grinds, it's like impossible. So Yeah, I'd rather kill trees and be very environmentally unresponsible than than to reduce my enjoyment by that amount. It just doesn't work. What else? I backed, um, so you know Reaper? They make miniatures. Reaper from Overwatch? No, dude. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Maybe. Okay. So this is 2013. I think to date this is like one of the, at least at the time, I mean, it was a huge success. Reaper Miniatures made a, um, a miniature? Yeah, like mini- a set of miniatures. <laughs> like that, they took their molds and recast them in a flexible white plastic okay. that you could paint without priming them, and you could back it and get, I mean, hundreds of miniatures Ooh. for uh, under a couple hundred bucks. That's so right. You did not have a an insignificant painting. backing. Yeah, but I mean, so I just still have today a box chock full of unpainted miniatures <laughs> that I don't know what to do with, but I'm still looking for a place for them. I, I have a suggestion. Um, yeah, you could, you could paint them. I could paint them. I've painted some of them. I've you lost your will. To so live I've done after some that. gaming in the past. I've played uh, Blood Bowl most notably and put together several teams from this uh, collection of Reaper miniatures. So, nice. Yeah, so it's been good. And then I kind of had a lull. After the 2013, where I wasn't backing a whole lot. Yeah. And then just this year, I kind of got back into it again, which is one of the reasons it was on my mind when we started talking about uh, okay. what should we talk about. Yeah, so uh, earlier this year, I backed Massive Darkness from Cool Mini or Not, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know if you're familiar with Zombie Side. No. So I'm now interested. Uh, yeah, board game. You're fighting off zombies. So they took another run at this kind of same game mechanic and did a fantasy version of this where it's a dungeon dive and you're fighting off hordes of what are the unmentionables down in the dungeons, right? Goblins, orcs, that kind of stuff. And they're actually on schedule to deliver, I think by the end of the month, maybe bleed into uh, September. Nice. So that's cool. So I'll have that to play. And then um, there was a successful game a while back called Gloomhaven that just (laughs) reissued a second printing. Uh, and it's risen the charts, and it looks like it's going to be hugely successful again. And that is on schedule, I guess, to deliver in the next couple months or weeks as well. Can I can so, I take a, a brief aside there? Yeah, I, I know you love your your Gloomhaven and and stuff like that. You you know of Dota, of course, right? Yes. Yeah. Did you see the artifact announcement from Valve? No. No. So Valve, the greatly loved makers of various games that uh, people really want to play um, put out an announcement for a new game artifact and they they were announcing this in a in front of thousands of people and it was artifact and then underneath it the dota card game and the response from the audience 
I've never heard more compressed disappointment than whenever that line showed up underneath artifact everybody was expecting you know this new game announcement there was great excitement and thrillage and then a dota card game and everyone just died right there in the audience it was so glorious so really yeah i just funny yeah i just had to share that sorry no that's great so like league of legends yeah they've also kind of spun out into the board game world with mechs versus minions which I don't know how that's been received by the league, like game, like computer gamers, right? But from the board gamer crowd, that game has been really well received. I feel like, yeah, I think if yeah, Valve was just in a bad place there. <laughs> if you don't announce anything for a, yeah, dec- a decade and people are expecting something and you drop that on them, they're gonna shoot you. That's like saying you've uh, we have new athletic footwear. <laughs> Everyone's just like, what? Yes. You're just like holding out. We've we've built a better toothbrush. Huh? Congratulations. Yeah. That's what we wanted from you. That's, that's not what we ask of you, Valve. All right. So, rules and, of our game, if you oh, want to yeah. call it that. So, backers, we are backing a single campaign in a particular category every time we get together. Uh, the categories will be predetermined, and we will pick a single one and actually back it at some level. Um, should we have some first and second place or second and third places and and why they are second and third place? Does that seem to make sense? Wait, say that again. So backing more than one thing? No. Oh. Uh, who were the who were the runner ups that didn't get backed? Oh, but, I see. But we're in the running. We're oh so close, but yes. just yeah. missed being worthy. Yeah, like a Dota card game, for instance. What if I decide to back them all? Uh, I have no response to that. Money bags. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, M- making it rain. Yeah. Well, speaking of such, is there a limit? If you want to back something. Are you going to back it at the $2,500 level and get the private studio visit to blah and uh, a tiki and whirlpool bath with the co-founder or something like that? Or are we limiting it to a particular dollar value? I mean, the, the tiki bar and whirlpool bath are starting to sound pretty good. I hey, do I, sell I, I figure, it. I think if you want to go for it and back all the way, like... Okay. All the way down to the bottom of the page and just click back that that thing. If, go for it, man. If I really believe in it, yeah. And I really want the whirlpool bath. Okay, this is you're, like, this enough. is going to take flight. What about minimums? Money bags. Should have come prepared. Yeah, money bags. Um, <laughs> five five dollars. <laughs> I believe in you. Here's five. I in here's you. a five here's a spot. Yeah. yeah, I told you I did that to Penny Arcade, right? I believe in you guys. Yeah. Here's a dollar. Here's a dollar. Yeah, here's, go here's buy a yourself tip for a the tip jar. <laughs> so minimum ten dollars. M- money bags. Money bags. I don't know. It's a fair question. I, it is a fair question, but I think it kind of depends on on what it is. On what it is exactly. I mean, there's going to be stuff out there, right? Like, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> there's a ton, ton of stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, I've backed a tripod mount before, and it was. 15 or 20 bucks right right if the minimum was 50 dollars, i would have had to buy buy what three of them 
<laughs> I don't think I needed three of them. No, you don't. Okay. They're going to make great Christmas So we'll say, we'll say no no minimum. Fair enough. No minimum, no maximum. Go big, go home, go small, money bags. I'm fine with that. Yeah, maybe we're going to run across a category that just is not inspiring to you, but... Um, but you're going to force me to back you just anyway. got Yeah, you got to get in there and back something. So I can do that. Okay. Like I'm looking down the list here. Like now, how about backing things that are open when the episodes come out? So, for instance, do we want to? Uh, it, it, this should be topical, right? We should produce something that can be listened to, and someone could go and visit that campaign if they download it. I mean, clearly, if you come back a year later, it's going to be closed. But if you listen to it within a reasonable amount of time of when we put it out, it'd be nice if it was compelling to that listener that they would be able to back the campaign as well. So how do we, <laughs> how do we, how do we do that? <laughs> so you're like saying we time box it. You cannot back this thing if it falls within a certain window. I think, I think, I think it has to be considered. <laughs> right. Well, maybe in that case you, uh, uh. but we just back all the things. We just don't put any limits on anything. That's right. Is that what you're saying? Anything goes. Yeah, man. Tassels. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 cool. I'm just you know, I'm just trying to be the voice of uh of contention and don't, we don't just want to make sure that we, we, we catch it everything. Don't suppress me, bro. Okay. You know what? Do what you feel, Chris. Do I it. I like it. Do it. Do what you feel. I don't want to limit you. Uh okay, so our audience, hi guys. Uh, do we keep all our this? beautiful listeners? Yeah, we love you. Do we keep this clean? Do we keep this all ages so that Nathan and and Julia can listen to it? Or uh, speaking of such, that's uh, Chris's son and my daughter. They're not dating, but um, <laughs> let's hope not. Well, you know me, man. I try to keep it clean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't say that with a straight face. I saw you. I thought about it. Sometimes I get emotional. You do? Okay. Yeah. How about this? To the best of our ability, unless we are overcome with emotion. I guess it just comes down to, like, if we let something slip, are we going to go back and, and drop it. a time marker Yeah. and then, you know, put a honking horn or something over it, right? <laughs> Did you get the soundboard up? You didn't even have the audio software. <laughs> how's, how's that? It's good. <laughs> It's very good. Fair enough. All right. That makes sense. So, presentation, whenever we actually do this, we go discuss the the second and third place contestants, talk about their merits, talk about why they didn't make it, um, talk about what caught our eye, but uh, explain why they fell short. Does that seem to make sense? Yeah, I think that's totally reasonable. Okay. Like, I guess this is a question for you, too. Like, Okay. I will have an answer for you. What is it about Kickstarter that you like? Ooh. That's a good one. Like, I was kind of thinking about this, too. Like, why Kickstarter? It, you know what would have been really cool? If you would have put that in the show notes and <laughs> I, I could have prepared an answer, that would have been really neat. <laughs> it would have been helpful to your fellow co-host. I mean, instead of springing it on me organically yeah. like this so that I can't think about it. But... Mm-hmm. That said, uh, 
I like the idea of crowdsourcing. To me, you produce something that captures the interest of a wide and diverse audience. You prove your point. You make your case. They give you money. You get enough money. You create the thing. I think that is glorious in its way. And I like looking for new stuff. I like seeing what people have ideas to make. Uh, I would love to think I'm an idea guy. I don't think I am. And so I admire people that are idea people that can come up with things and have a passion to make something and the desire to put it out there for better or worse, right? They're putting themselves out there. They have no idea whether they're going to get backed, but they're going to try and do it. I admire that. And so that's probably the biggest thing is finding really cool things from people that are way more creative than me. And, uh, if I've got 10 bucks, I can throw their way to help make that happen. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think that kind of echoes what I was thinking about too. Oh, that's a cop out. <laughs> well, it's not like, you know, I love, that sounds exactly like, like what you I would talked have about said, things Brian. like, uh, this, uh, what heirloom underwear, <laughs> <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Art- artisanal underwear. It's like that, <laughs> you, that man looks like something Chris would like. It is right. Yeah. I, I love well-designed things. Oh God. And does he? yeah, there's like so much stuff on Kickstarter where people are taking a chance. Like you've got an idea and you don't have to try and raise funding by going to your local bank and convincing the banker to give you a loan right. for something that they know nothing about, which is probably a terrible way to start any business. Yeah. Or trying to meet with angel investors or venture capitalists to try and pitch an idea, right? Like you can take anything that you have and a working prototype and put it on Kickstarter and get people interested in it. Yeah. It's kind of fun. There's just this big repository there where you can go and peruse and dig in and look at all these awesome ideas. Um and that's super exciting. And like you were saying too, like I mean, I think of myself kind of as a creative person, but what have I turned out lately? nothing right like but i love to go here and and like be inspired by those ideas and look at what people are kind of putting out there so yeah as we're looking through different categories at a week thinking about what we're going to back there are going to be things that rise to the top and things that don't And i think it's going to be cool to talk about the ones that we do you know do catch our eye the ones we do back and maybe the ones we don't and why they fell short so that's kind of what spawned that thought when we were talking about the it was interesting that you bring up the going to the banks to beg for money. It takes, it doesn't take the power, but it assumes that power and pulls it away from that one singular source of monetary support and instead sends it out to the masses, right? If you can get a big enough critical mass of people that think your idea has merit, it doesn't matter what that guy at the bank would have thought. If you can convince all these other people that, hey, I I want that, I want to get in on it, you can succeed without the traditional models of getting money. And that's pretty powerful and interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sounding like a Kickstarter investor now. but <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. cool too, right? So if you do reach your backing goal too, assuming that you've done your homework and you kind of know what your costs are going to be, you're going to be able to do a production run that's going to fund your first round. So you're going to have this built-in audience already to receive product when you ship yep. rather than saying, well, I don't know, I'm making a bet that I can try and deliver on 5,000 or 10,000 units. I'm going to put up this huge front of cash 
and maybe you can't generate the interest and right you're sitting on a mound of whatever uh <laughs> broken coffee presses that you, <laughs> that you that you can't sell on any unwitting person yeah yeah fair enough so what can you the listener expect from us uh next time on backers our first category we're going to be backing something What's our first category, Chris? Yeah, did we mention that we're going to go through all the categories as best we can? I don't think we did. Okay, yeah. So I think the conception was, for the show, was if you look at Kickstarter, there are a number of categories, like main topical categories, uh, that the the projects fall under. Art, comics, crafts, dance, etc. I can't remember how many we totaled up. I can read them real quick. Art, (laughs) (laughs) comics, crafts, dance, design, fashion, film... Food, games, journalism, music, photography, publishing, technology, and theater. Yeah. I didn't count those as I went, but that sounds like if we could dedicate each one of those categories to an episode, I think that gives us a nice first season as a run, right? Um, So, yeah. So, the first category, our first topic is going to be art. And it doesn't sound like either of us are going to back anything out of the art category. So, this will be exciting. Yeah, I'm a big uh, art lover. Um, I've got a velvet Elvis, black velvet Elvis up. Um, very fond of it. Uh, oh, by the way, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going in alphabetical order on the categories. Keep it interesting. We might swap up the order. Um, it'll just depend. So I didn't want to put that particular implied thing out there that we're going in alphabetical order. Um, I think another interesting thing for follow-on episodes that don't follow that model is when we start actually getting things from our backed campaigns. I think it'd be really fun to have episodes where we're discussing the things that we got from our back campaigns and talking about our feelings after we get it. Like <laughs> if we get a really crappy coffee pot. I think that's a big part of the Kickstarter experience too, right? You kind <laughs> of, you look at what they have. Sometimes yeah. you receive something and you're like, oh. But it's always exciting when you first finally receive it, right? You're like, it yes, yeah. yes. It, it Even happened. I was excited about the coffee pot. Yeah, until yeah. you used it. Yeah. So that's what you can expect from us. Um, I don't think, we haven't talked about periodicity. Periodicity, periodos, periodicity. How often <laughs> we'll do this. If I tell my wife that I'm going to be backing something every week, she will probably slap me. So I picture Rebecca doing the same. If you were to come home and say, honey, we're backing something every week for 12 weeks. Oh, I think she'd be excited. Would she? (laughs) Absolutely. Is she all in? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I'm underestimating our spouses. Should we say biweekly? I think biweekly sounds good. Biweekly seems fair. Um, that's that's every other week, fortnightly, not twice a week. <laughs> yes, is it? Bi- semi-weekly, bi-weekly. Which one's which? I never remember. Is it do do weekly, duo weekly? But I think it can mean either. Bi-weekly can we mean either? What a stupid language we have. Are you serious? I think so. Let's check on that offline. <laughs> or or tweet us someone, uh, even though we haven't given you a Twitter, but it will be in the show notes, I imagine. I Can think you get that's your, it. Uh, secretary to check up on that. <laughs> yes. All right. So, Shall we sign? I guess that's the sign off. All right. Yeah, well, let's do this. 
All right. Well, I want to send a thanks to all our beautiful listeners that are listening. And we'll be back soon with another episode exploring and backing one campaign next week from the art category. Backers was produced by Chris Rumpf and Brian Dupuy. Our theme song is the fabulous Podunk Stomp, written and performed by the supremely talented Ian Dorsch. Join us again, and until then, please back responsibly. Thank you.